0: This ministry. This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I would love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So, would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. Good morning, friends. How are we doing? Man, great. Hey, the live stream. Uh, love having you guys. Love having you guys here. Um, so I'm so grateful for last week. Those of you who know, uh, Joel Mutamale stepped in for me and did an amazing job. Grateful for him. And if you don't know, we're actually concluding a series this morning. Uh, our series called, anybody know by any chance what it's called? Anybody? Anybody? Open Table. Yes, we're talking about that. And so we're going to conclude, uh, and I'm pretty, pretty pumped about that, but Really quick though, before I explain all these tables here or all these things up on stage, I want to ask you something, personal question, a personal question, okay, and be honest with it, okay, can you be honest, 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 okay, how, how many of you are obsessed with the weather? Like, I, what I mean by that is the weather app, how many of you guys check the weather app on a regular, okay, like today, how many times did you do it today, anybody, four, four, four five, 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 three? Two? Oh, wow. Can I get a 10? Can I get a 10? No? Wow. Wow. Yes. The weather app. It's amazing. I mean, uh, you, you, how many of you do it daily? You check it daily? Are oh, you clapping? Yes? Wow. So the one thing that we cannot predict, you check on it every time. Every day, all day, if you can. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? So I, I would say I, I do check the weather app, but I check it for different reasons. Now, so for some of you guys, you guys, you check it for I don't know what, but I check it to wash my car. That's what I check it for. I, I, just, I just do that. I just check it to wash my car. Washing my car is kind of, um, I don't know what it is, it's... Um, it's it's just therapy for me. I love detailing my car, my cars. Not that I have a lot of cars. I love detailing Ashley's car. In fact, I actually, last time, or the, the, yeah, I borrowed uh, Asher's car. I detailed his car, too. I know he has to learn to wash his own car, but I like doing it. I like, and some of you guys are like, you can do my car right now, right? <laughs> I know, you can do, no, I'm not doing yours. No, 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 no. I don't know what I'll find. That's the problem. I don't know what I'll find. Uh, but I, I love it. And I check the, the weather app all the time. I check it all the time to kind of go, okay, what's, what's, wh- when can I do it? Because I don't want to do, that, do it and pay for the, the outside of it get, being cleaned and then take my time cleaning the inside because the outside, if it rains, it's just a, it's just, a, it's a, it's terrible. You know, you know what I'm talking about? No one else feels this because no one cares about washing cars. Is that it? That's what I'm feeling right now. That's what I'm feeling right now. It's like, I don't care. We don't care because I don't wash my car. I wish it would just wash itself. Anybody would love that? Yes, whatever. Yeah, whatever. No, no, no. I I love it. I love it. Now, here's what's interesting, though. This time around, uh, I'm getting to a point here. I'm getting to a point. Which, by the way, I I think my uh, mic is too loud, by the way. If you can fix that, that'd be awesome. Um, I I feel like... uh, uh, this past time, I did not, on purpose, wash my car, and it had been a month or more. I know, I'm OCD with cleaning my car, but I did not. And I was like, you know, I was waiting and waiting, and finally, I was like, you know what? There was too much on, the, there was fuzz on the dashboard. I just was like, I need to clean this out. I gotta do it, regardless of the weather. And I bring it up because I feel like, honestly, before I get to the meat of what we're talking about, I feel like uh, when it comes to our life, For some of us, during this pandemic, um, we've kind of uh, been stuck in a a holding pattern. Like we're kind of checking uh, where this pandemic is going, and based on that, we've been kind of planning our lives and planning what we're going to do in the future. Well, how many of you would agree, right? Like you're just waiting for things to just kind of turn around until you start something. Like you have something in mind, but you're not quite sure exactly when we should start this thing or when we should do this because you're just holding on. Now, I got to tell you, in the summer, I was holding on because I was holding on to the fall. Because in the fall, I was like, yes, it's the fall. We're going to do all kinds of things. And then COVID's mom showed up, right? (laughs) Delta, queen delta, right? And we're like, oh, we're not showing up. We're not doing anything. Cancel that, cancel that. I had so many uh, speaking engagements, cancel, 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 cancel. I'm like, what's going on here? And so now in my head, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, and then I'll start to live again. Like, I'm going to wait, and then I'll start to dream again. I'll wait, and then I'm going to start this future, these plans. And I wonder if our our spirituality it's the same thing. I think, I wonder if we're honestly waiting around for God to change something before we start praying again, before we start believing again, before, before we start kind of engaging once again. Are you waiting for life to change? Are you waiting for the season to change? Are you waiting on like this, this pandemic to, to go by before you actually do the things that maybe, maybe deep down you're supposed to do right now in this season? And I really felt that I need to share that with some of you because if this is connected to the talk, but it's kind of separate. I just felt like overwhelmed with the uh, reality that some of you, maybe you're, you're, you're actually your plan was to back, be back at church. Our plan was to do multiple services in the fall and all that, and but you're, you're like so many people who watch online. I just want to let you know that, m- that maybe, just maybe God's saying something to, to you. That He's saying, hey, you cannot just wait for this until you... Um, in big, before you begin to live again. You cannot wait for the weather to change. You cannot live your life based on this weather pattern, this uh, this uh, pandemic pattern in your life. You have to step into some of the things that you know that God's called you to step into. Because that is the faith we're moving towards. That is the faith that God calls us to. It's a very active faith. And so now we get back to like uh, the last week of open... Uh, table talking about how really our faith is supposed to be super active, like it's supposed to not wait around for things, or it's not supposed to be just for our world, but it's also for the rest of the world, that our our faith is very, very, very uh, personal. It's a personal conversion process. I mean, no doubt about it. It can't be someone else's. It's got to be yours regardless of of, uh, how old you are, how young you are. It's got to be very, very personal. So your faith is a personal uh, conversion, but it's never meant to be used for personal consumption, it's never, that was never the, 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 the game plan, that your faith and my faith is connected to our faith, that we move together, and if you don't move and I don't move, someone else is affected by it, and not just your family, not just your friends, not just your kids, but even people around you, as we move together, then we move forward. And for some of us, I think we have to move, we have to move from this idea of like, i gotta to just stop making this faith about me or I got to stop making uh, or waiting for the ideal uh, uh, situations or the ideal kind of climate in my life to move forward because I think someone is waiting for you to dream again. Someone is waiting for you to lead once again. Someone is waiting for you to move forward because it'll help them move forward. Could that, could that be possible? All right, so that's my thing. But if we, let's jump into... Uh, the last week of this series. Are you guys still with me? Okay. All right. Let's jump in. If you got uh, any way to to pull up the scriptures, you can do so. We'll put it on the uh, on the back screen for you as well. We're in Luke uh, chapter 14. We've been going kind of verse by verse, and it's been fun. So we are the last passage of this because it's a story. So here's what I want you to know. Open Table started with this idea that Jesus. It told us that, hey, our lives are around uh, tables. uh, There are business tables, there are friend tables, there are bar tables. Life happens around tables. And depending on who's uh, with you at the table or whose table you're in or at, you're going to, uh, it's going to affect your life. And so, but he calls us to live a life that allows people at our table. And so we've talked about some really amazing things, honestly, about talking about this idea of like like pulling out a chair for people versus trying to get to a seat uh, at the table. We've been talking about when it comes to your image and God's image, who are you going to reflect when you go to someone else's table? Because there are people, there are plenty of people who do not want you to go to a certain kind of table. And so we've been challenged by this, and so this last passage is in fact the uh, response that Jesus had to a guy whose definition of being blessed was a badge. And I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, like the, if we wear our blessing as a badge, we begin to live a life that says, "Hey, I'm blessed, and we have t-shirts, right? We have t-shirts that, that, that have signs that, and uh, that have all kinds of things on us that say we're blessed and we're all, all that, and, but we are not Understanding what God called us to, to live. He's not calling us to, to live a life that's that, that is um, that uses blessing as a badge, but as a as a tool. And so this week, yeah. in response to that, Jesus tells a story, and that's where we jump in. So I want to give you the context of this, okay? So we jump in. So Jesus replied to this story, okay? So he he replied with a story, and Jesus is always a storyteller, friends. He's always a storyteller, and he tells a story. And his stories is usually about who God is, the heart of God. Like he's, what he's been trying to do, he's been trying to reclaim this message of, of, of God for the Jewish people and for the people who are listening. So he tells a story. And now, so it's really fascinating. I'm going to get a little nerdy here, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. But he, he tells a story. And the point is, he's telling a story about God. And he starts off and he says, a man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. Now I just want you to know why did he tell the story about God talking about a person who what who prepares a great what feast? Why does he do that? That's a question mark. What is God saying here? Okay? Let's keep on going. And he sends out many invitations. So he sends out invitations and when the banquet is actually ready, he sent his servants to tell the guests. He sent his servant, one person, to tell the guests, which is, again, interesting. Why did Jesus use this one person, right? Why is, why, why, is he, why is he saying that? Why is Jesus telling the story about God who sends this one person? He sent out invitations, many, but then he sent out this one person to all the guests. Why? Okay, so they were already pre-picked guests. It was not random. It was, it was a particular group of people. And then he said to them, come. The banquet is ready, but they all began making, help me out, began making what? I can't hear you. What? Excuse. Excuses. One said, I have just brought a field, and I must inspect it. Yes. Excuse me. Another one said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen. I must try them out. Uh, please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I ain't coming. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's, not, it's not happening. The servant returned and told his master and th- that what they had said. But we'll stop right here. So the servant goes back and tells the master, this is what they have said. Let's talk about the groups of people here. So he goes to this one group, right? The first group is, I think, interesting because this group is, I think, the people that have got it together. This group is, uh, it's kind of, they, they have new things happening in their life. They're not like other people. Just so you know, these guests were the, uh, they had this new enterprise, right? They had the, the, the guy said, I just bought a field. I mean, he was kind of, in a, in a sense, um, a group that, was, that had, had power, had power, had privilege, had resources. They had a new re, new enterprise. New, busy at work, bro. I'm busy. They had a new project. I'm busy, a family project. I got a busy family project. The other one says, I got a new relationship. I got some stuff going on in my life. I just got to figure this out, and I just can't do it. I just can't do it. How many of you sent out invitations to people or texted them and said, hey, are you coming to this thing? How many of you have gotten the lamest excuses? Now, how many of you would rather, just just a poll here, how many of you would rather, and in the chat you can mention this as well, how many of you would rather get an excuse than nothing? (laughs) Right, right. How many of you have ghosted people before? (laughs) Oh, hey. You're like, this is what I do, I ghost people, I don't respond, so I'm not going to even raise my hand. This is what I do. This is, a, this is classic. You think i got time to raise my hand? No. That's the whole part of ghosting. I just walk away. Are you coming to this? No. What do you think about this? No. Don't you love it? But Jesus is telling a story about this first group of people this group of people. Now, let's just talk about this whole idea of like he sent out invitations and he sent out the servant and he sent out to these special guests, this group. If you're, if you are a Jewish mind, you might just pick up a couple of hints here. See, what's happening here is Jesus is telling a story about himself. He said there was a God who started a feast. So his relationship with people was based on a table. And he goes out and he sends invitations. And they know what the guests were. The guests were the people of Israel, and the invitations were all the prophets in the Old Testament. They got sent out prophets, sent out prophets, and told them there was a coming. Something was happening. There was a feast being prepared for them. It was happening, it was happening. And then when the banquet was done, it says here, what happened? He sent his servant, who Jesus is saying, hello, and he sent this one person to tell the guests, hey, it's, it's, it's done, it's happening. It's happening. And here's what Israel did. They did it to the prophets. They did to the uh, to the servant. They made all kinds of excuses. And all of these excuses are the reason why they are not being, um, being, uh, having to experience God's table. So if you're a Jewish person hearing the story, you're hearing some of these things and going... Are you, are you saying, are you, are you, yes, yes, yes. Because what he's saying is, he's not talking to us in the scripture, guys. He's talking to an audience that's Jewish. He's talking to people who grew up in a Jewish faith. And so they understand the context. And he's telling them, and he's shifting their minds about who God is. And he tells them by story. That's why Jesus tells stories in the Middle Eastern culture. Because that's how they understand things. And so he tells the story of, like, you see what God's doing? You see what God's doing? This is what you've done. Your history, your grandparents, this is what they did. They made excuses about their land, about their projects, about their fields, about their relationships. This is what they have done, and they've kind of rejected it, and they're not coming. And so he tells but the story of God continues. The story of Jesus continues. So Jesus goes to these people and tells them about it, but they make excuses. He goes to the synagogues, but they have excuses. And then right there he shifts the story, and then what happens? What happens is we pick it up. So the servant comes back and tells him, and then God says this. The master was furious and said, Go quickly into the streets and the valleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. So now we go to a different set of people. And this whole idea of this master being furious is a wordplay on the idea of the Old Testament. You see, in the Old Testament, when the people did wrong, God was always what? Furious. Again, to a Jewish mind, they're like, oh, I know who you're talking about now. I know who you're talking about now, because you're connecting the dots here. He's saying, he's, he, again, not affirming that God is a God who has anger issues. No, he's affirming the fact that this is the God that you grew up with, the same God who you think is always furious, the same God, he, this is what he's doing the furious God, he's the one who starts a banquet, a relationship, but then because of the people that he, were his guests, he had in mind, he picked a one nation that he was gonna speak through to reach all nations. This group was too busy with all their new stuff, or all their stuff. And so this same God goes to, from the synagogue, he goes to what? The streets. He goes to the streets, which some Pharisees right there are probably going, are you talking about yourself? Because I kind of think you did exactly the thing. You went to our synagogues. We rejected you. You went to the streets, and you went after what? The the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. I know someone's like, see what he's doing? Other people are like, I don't know what's happening here. Wait, wait, he's just talking about people. No. No, he's telling the story of God and of himself that's happening. And he's telling the past, the present, and the future. This is the second group, not the ones who have power. No, it's the ones who don't have power. It's the ones who are powerless. It's not necessarily the privileged people, no. It's the people who are marginalized. It's the people who have issues. And so Jesus goes to them, and he's saying God goes to that group. And then what happens? What happens? Well, he goes to that group, and what happens? After the servant had done this, he reported, and he said, there's still, there's still what? There's still room for what? More. Again, he's talking about the, the, the Jewish God having this idea that he's setting, setting up a feast, and there is room for more, which, again, friends, again, for a Jewish person, they're like, no, 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 no. See, we don't we need to fill up rooms Because all we need is we just need our own people in the room. We don't need a room to fill up. The kingdom of heaven is not for everybody else. It's for us. Yahweh is for us. He is what? Our God. The whole phrase, our God, they kind of just, they kind of patent that. To like, no, no, this is our God. Your God, our God. Your God, our God. Your God, our God. And our God just wants His people in the room. There's no idea of like having a big room that it just needs to be filled with all kinds of people. No, 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 no. It's the privileged people. It's the chosen people of God. It's the, uh, the, the people who are connected to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those are the people. But then here... As Jesus tells the story of who, how God thinks, he says, the, so he says, there's still more room. So the master said, go. Go to the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone. It went from guests to like anybody. I don't even care. Which is some of our parties sometimes, right? <laughs> right? You have an A list, and then you got a Z list. You know what I'm saying? You got like... These are the the Z-list people. I believe they're they're party, they're party zombies. You know what I'm saying? They're there, but they're not there. You know what I'm saying? You're like, have you ever planned a party? Maybe it's just me. You're like, like you gotta have. There's there's art to it. You gotta have the right kinds of life going on and conversations. You can't have the same group of people. You see, you have you have the party zombies around. They're just gonna walk around, and they're gonna talk to anybody. You gotta have. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you guys are like, oh, yes. You know it. You have a lot of zombies. What? You got a dead party. <laughs> right? That was brilliant, wasn't it? That was, oh, my God. Write that down. Write that down. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, no, no, no. The God is a God who goes, no, anyone, anyone, go to the country lanes, he says. Just go and d- why? He says, anyone you find, so what? So what? So the house will be what? Full. Full full for none of those who i first invited will ever um will get even the smallest taste of my banquet what is he saying here he's not saying oh they're not gonna go to heaven or anything like that no he's saying they'll never experience the kind of life and the kind of community and the kind of god i am who prepares a feast for his people so what he does he's talking about this third group and the third group I love that he talks about this idea of like um, um, country lanes, and country lanes in some translations were highways, and highways you, it, highways are always used for the, to go out of state. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it seems like God is saying, okay, I, I, I don't want you, I want you to like like move from in a, in a sense from a synagogue to the streets to out of state. Like, I want, to go, I want you to go everywhere. It seems like God is saying, this, this invitation, this feast that I'm preparing, this life that I'm calling you to live and experience is not just to reach a privileged group of people or a uh, powerless group of people, but it's, 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 it's for actually the whole planet. It's for the whole planet. It's for everyone and everyone. See, again, for us, we're like, oh, this is great. We love this. Why? Because we're not necessarily Jewish people. You might be watching and you might be Jewish, but most people are not. And you're not, you're a modern Jew, not an, a, a, like, a, like a biblical in a biblical times Jew. You understand these things because they're so different from the teachings of everyday life in that period of time. Jesus begins to tell us that this faith that we have is not about us and it's not about a certain group of people. It's not. It's about everybody else. It's about every, everyone else. In fact, he, tra- he, he, he drops these nuggets, like the, these hints, throughout his life with the disciples. Here's one. Matthew records this. It says here, Matthew says, that Jesus traveled uh, among all the streets and villages. This is Matthew 9.35. Teaching... Uh, in the villages teaching in their synagogues announcing the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness now when Jesus saw crowds see again this same thing is taking us through like he talks in synagogues he went to the streets and now and now he has this compassion it says here and he had compassion for them so when he would he saw crowds when he saw people he had compassion for them because they were troubled and helpless Like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the size of the harvest, help me out with this. The size of the harvest is what? Bigger than what? Okay, help me out. Okay, one more time. Okay. The size of the harvest is what? Bigger than you can imagine. But there are what? Few workers. There's few workers basically jesus is saying is that the the the, this this christianity that you and i have experienced this religion this connection to god this search for humanity in terms of what is god and who is god it's 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 connected to this creator who creates this uh this banquet invites all of humanity to that but he needs workers to make sure that people know that they are invited to the table the problem is not that the that the table is too small. The problem is not that the place is too small. No, the problem is not that there are not enough people. The problem is that there's not enough people sending out invitations and going out and telling the people about it. And I think that is what we got to wrestle with when I asked you, are you waiting around for something to change? Because I think in faith sometimes we can have this, we'll wait and see what the Lord will do. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. And sometimes your faith can just be about, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. And, and, and it seems like with Jesus, it's always, like, it was always go and do. Like, always go and do. Because he was always going, and he was what? Always doing. He was always doing stuff. He, Jesus is never, like, he has moments where he goes off and prays, but he's not, never had a conversation where somebody goes, you know what, I'm just praying about it. I don't know what to do. I'm just, I'm just praying about it. I'm just praying about it. i got all these people to heal. I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. I'm praying about it. I don't know. Do you really deserve it? Mm-hmm. You've been in line before. Ha <laughs> ha. I mean, what? No, there's no like wait and see. There's always a go and do. And I wonder if our faith, if we understand that this faith of ours is to that end. That we live our lives being the workers that he is asking to pray for. He, the, 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 the lament of Jesus is that there's not enough people working. There's so much harvest. There's not enough. And I think part of it, is, friends, is, is that we fall into the same thing that the Jewish people fall into. Well, We think that our faith is, now we get to all these, is, is like a, a TV tray faith. Hey, did you? Did anybody grow up or know of what TV trays are? Anybody know? You're right. Do you, you have family that grew up with that? I mean, did you, did you like, you, you, do you still use that? Oh, my. Okay, okay, okay. So we have TV trays, okay? Now, I did not grow up in the States, but I, I did realize that they became really popular in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Still are, apparently. They're coming back around like the fanny pack, okay? But... The, people use them. Why? Because you, take, you pick this up and you put it and plop it wherever you want to. Now the good thing is technology has changed. We, we can just move our laptops. And we can just use our phones and our iPads, right? We, because the TV back in those days, whoo, try moving that thing. Do you remember how big TVs were? Some of them were bigger than our washing machines. Yeah, remember the big, big TVs? They had wheels, you had to roll them. Yeah, some of you guys are like, are you joking? No, there was a world like that. That's why it was so easy to have one of these guys, you just plop it down, and this, this invention of the TV tray gave birth to TV dinners. And it was like the you nuke it, you open it up, you plop it. And I think that the Jewish people and even modern Christianity thinks that our faith in Jesus is like a TV tray faith. It is for us that we take it. It's not at your table, not on my table, blah, 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 whatever. It's me. It's mine. It's for me. And I'll put it wherever I want to. And we do this, friends. We do this. And you know it. You know it. And you've seen it. And I've seen people, good people, go, I'm going to sit here in this church. Oh, I don't like that. I'm going here. Oh, I don't like this. I'll go here. I don't know, I don't know. And right now, with pandemic, people are just like, I don't even know where to go. Wait, 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 what, 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 what do I do, what do I do this? Uh, no, 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 no. Music, uh, okay, music is good. Oh, the sermon sucks. Okay, let's go here, let's go, let's go here. How many of you have not thought that? Of course I have. I have thought that from my own sermons. Anyways, but, okay. But we do it. All along, all on. it's great, right? It's super convenient. But it's about who? It's about you. It's convenient. It's about comfort. It's about you. Your faith is very personal. It's a personal conversion. But what? It's not meant to be for personal consumption. It's not. And this is what Jesus is saying. For the the love, he's saying, Look at the crowds. There are so many. There's so many. There's so many. And that's why he's telling the Jewish people, Hey, Go, just tell. T- take it from your neighborhoods to the nations. Tell the world. Please, please do this. Please do this. Please do this. This is the story of God. This is the story of God. And you know what's interesting is I, I, I grew up not with this. Now, I'm, I'm Pakistani, and so um, Pakistan was connected to India. We have British, the British took over, at one point British took over everybody, uh, okay? <laughs> but they introduced, introduced tea to us. Uh, uh, chai, which if you've gone to Starbucks or any fancy places, they started invent- uh, call- calling it chai, which is the actual uh, Hindi and Urdu word for tea. And so my, I grew up with chai time, okay? And chai time was not a TV uh, tray here. It was a tea tray, okay? And my, my mom would uh, do this. She would, like when guests would come over, right? She's like, she'll bring out cookies, which by the way, did not even exist. Like we didn't know where they were. We're like, where are you? Where are you going to <laughs> And we used to have, and I think this is a very Pakistani, Middle Eastern thing, maybe. But if some of you guys maybe watching online, will understand if you know. But there's these Danish butter cookies that are just perfect with Indian and Pakistani—forget Indian, Pakistani chai—and it's great for dipping. And it's there's amazing. They they would come in this this metal a uh, blue container, they, uh, oh man, memories of that. But man, that container would come out for guests, and then it would disappear. <laughs> it would disappear. It was like raptured up or something. I don't know. Where'd it where go? I'll be back when guests come back. But not before then. I'm like, what? And she would do this. She would do this. And she's like, oh, name chai, 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 which means let's make tea, which means she's going to make the tea. I'm not going to make the tea. I mean, cuz she she's very critical about her tea she has to burn the milk um, anyways she anyways she lived with me with she lived with us for 3 years oh my gosh she's burnt so many things okay seriously almost burnt our relationship ha <laughs> ha no no we we're, we're still together no but it was it was tea time and and i remember life like that so the this the, the trays and she had different trays was um, was the kind of life we lived. It was like, we serve other people. We serve other people. We, um, we ha- our lives is filled with us taking a tray of whatever, and of community, of, of whatever, to people. Two people. And that's what we do. And we there are friends, uh, loved ones, whoever they come, and we gather together. So it's not about... A TV tray, no, it's it's a tray that goes wherever it needs to go to serve the people. And I was thinking about that. I thought, man, this is so profound because I think I grew up with a sense of hospitality that I cannot get rid of. I can't get rid of And if you've ever been on staff at Mosaic or you've served here, uh, you'll even see this maybe in terms of what we do. I get all weirded out because uh, I I want things to be perfect for guests because I always think about the person who's like, okay, who am I bringing this tea to? Like you know, like to the point of like my, I'm I'm becoming my mom. People, okay, to the point of I don't even care what my kids think. But this tree is going to be perfect for the guests. Mom, we don't haven't eaten it, whatever. But this the, the guests are going to get their best stuff. They just are. They just are. Okay, and I thought that was this is cool. And I wonder for some of us, this this is I'm, maybe where we are. But we're, we're we're here. We're we're here. We'll we'll go. And, th- and if this was the synagogue, then this is the streets, right? If this is for the privileged people who get to pick up their table and do whatever they want to, this is for people who are actually going out and serving. It's great. It's awesome, the streets, the streets, the streets. And I think for some of us, maybe you didn't grow up like this. I know I did, but I think we all grew up with one of these guys or are growing up with one of these guys, and you're thinking, what is this thing? This, my friends, is a charcuterie board, Okay, how many, say that three times. Board. <laughs> Listen, it took fasting and prayer to, for me to say shakuterie. charcuterie, 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 <laughs> charcuterie. is it right? Charcuterie board, yeah. How many of you just love a good charcuterie board? Come on. How many of you guys are proud of the way you make your charcuterie board? Anybody? Okay, the best one though, I gotta tell you, and maybe he's watching, he'll probably watch this later on, is Peter Young. Peter Young, yes, is married to Kristen Young. He makes the best Shakuri board, he gets all fancy people he gets all fancy, he starts with wearing a certain outfit, no, no, he doesn't, no, no, he he gets particular about this, and what he will do is, he will meet, he'll figure out who's coming sometimes, and he'll like, he'll make it because he knows that you like it, and you, but you don't like this, but you like this particular, you know, uh, cheese, and he'll put that cheese that looks like it's dying. But anyways, you know, and then, and then he'll find other meats that you're like, oh, wow, this is, this is legit. And some people actually put, like, fish. Have you seen? Have you, what are they called? I don't even know what they're called. Anchovies or something. People, why, why, why ruin one? Good board here. Okay? Okay, but anyways, but he'll, he'll put all these things, and it's, it's pretty great. And so I was thinking about it. I thought, wow, you know, I wonder... What would life look like for us to to partner with God where, where where our lives are like a shikuri board like we know people so well in our lives that we know that if this was if this represented uh, them coming to god 's table, if this represented me inviting people I work with or work out with or do life with or they're in my neighborhood or just in my world or in my daily commute and daily, you know, what I do, uh, what would it look like for me to live a life, for me to live a life like I should board What would it look like for me to live a life that is connected to really understanding what people are, are uh, that I know them enough to know, I uh, uh, I know, I know, s- this much about you that i'm going to prepare something for you because so i just need you to know that that when you come to god's table you know because he's talked to me about it and that and he's used me so when you come there's something for you what would it look like for us to go okay is it even possible for us to to live that kind of life uh, i don't think it's just possible i think it is the command i think that's the point so when before G- before Jesus uh, uh, left, he um, um, I don't know why this music playing. You can me shut that? Um, but when before Jesus left, he he in the book of Acts starts talking about this this uh, this this Counselor that's going to come. So here's the context. It says here, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Now, again, Jesus has been resurrected. He is now uh, talking to them. He's appeared to them. He's talking to them about this Holy Spirit that's going to happen. But this is the question they're asking. Again, a question about not, not anything else, but their, their faith. Are you going to restore us, Israel, Israel? And then he says this. He says, The Father alone has the authority to set those days and times, and they're not for you to know. But, but, here's what you need to understand. But you will receive what? Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Okay, just stop, 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 stop. I wonder how many people just were like, Hold, oh, oh, ho, oh. ho, hold. No, no. The question we really asked, though, was when are you going to do all of this for us? And he goes, Forget that. Let me just tell you what's happening. What's going to happen. What needs to happen. Okay? You and people like you are going to receive power, and then you... I know, no, know, know, but what about the table, and what about our feast? And what, no, no, but, but here's the thing. You're going to receive power, and then you will be my witnesses, and you're going to tell people everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the what? Ends of the earth he says i don't know what you think you're going to live your life and your faith out and how you're going to do it but here's what's going to happen you are going to receive supernatural power and when you receive supernatural power it it's there for you to go and tell as many people as possible that's it like, I just need you to know that. Yes, you have a personal relationship with God. Yes, 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 all these things. But in this context, for this message, friends, if you're watching, you're listening, whatever, you're here, you need to know this, that your faith cannot be a wait and see. I don't know, what it's for me. No, it has to be a, hey, I'm going to go and prepare a place for other people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be one of those workers that Jesus is talking about. And simply put, friends, is that you and I have to be challenged with this idea are we telling people about the faith that we have? And you're like, but I don't have all the faith. I know. That, that's why you're going to receive power. Like, that's the, that's the whole point of this supernatural power for you and I to be what? Witnesses and to tell people where? In Jerusalem, which was right there, in Judea, to Samaria, and to the ends of the world. It was like Jesus was like, your neighborhood, your nation... Yeah, let's, let, and tell, let's, and then the planet. Like, let's go everywhere. Everywhere with this. See, that's really the point. Paul the apostle understood this. And that's why you and I have just, you know, I, I guess we owe him a debt because he, he believed this. And he went after it and told him as many people as possible. And he's the guy who actually, in fact, received power received the conviction, was convinced, and moved from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. He's the guy who started telling all the Gentiles. He moved out. He took the disciples and challenged them and said, we got to go out, we got to go out. It's not about this, and it's not even about this. It's about this, it's about this, it's about this. this. We got to do this where all nations come to the board, to the table, they all come. And one time... Um, when he was trying to explain his life to this king, who was like, "Why? Are you, what are you doing here? Why are you even here? This is what Paul said, and man, this is so challenging. And friends, this is where our faith has to end up. Acts 26, he says this. He was telling this king, he was like, hey, uh, so I was traveling, and uh, God blinded me, uh, knocked me out to my feet, and... Uh, and had this supernatural experience. And then he tells him this. He says, then God spoke to me. And this is what he said. This is what God told uh, Paul, and then he's telling this king. He said, here's what what God told me. He said this. Now, get up and stand to your feet. I have appeared to you to, help me out. What's that word? Appoint. Appoint you. I have appeared to you to appoint you. I have appeared to you to appoint you. I have appeared to you to appoint you. I, you have seen me work in this 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 mess in your life. You have seen me show up in your life. You have seen me heal you. You've seen me do all these things. I have appeared to in this situation, in this crisis, in this pain, in this heartbreak. I appeared to you to. Appoint you. To appoint you. I appear to you. I'm, I was in the middle of this crisis. I turned the situation around. You have seen me work in your life. The reason why you've seen me work in your life is because I am what? Appointing you. I'm choosing you. I appoint you. You have a work to do. And here's the work. I am appointing you as a servant and as a what? Witness For what you have seen and will see of me, friends, I'm challenged by this. I'm challenged by this. I'm challenged by how many people do I invite? uh, How many people do I invite to come and join uh, a service, either online or in person? Every week. I'm challenged by this. And how many, how many people have I had a conversation that could lead to a like a like a like a shakuri board there where I have like hand-picked environments where I can I can and say, hey, come come taste this part of God. This is amazing. Come see this part. Come see this. You might not like, you might not understand this, but this this you like. You 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 get this, but just come to the table. I don't know how many conversations have I had. And honestly, it's hard for, for me. You would think it'd be easy for me. It's not. People get weird about me, around me. They do. They're like, oh, pastor. <sighs> they turn their music low down. They're like, oh, you can't hear this. I mean, it literally happened to me. They're like, oh, we're going to turn that down. I'm like, it's not like I haven't heard this before. That's my jam. No, no, no. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? It's hard for me. It's harder because I'm like, hey, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then I got to invite people because they just feel like this, oh, pastor asked me to come to church. But friends, you do. You have a very easy access to them. It is so easy for you to text those people who like the ghost people. Listen, it's so easy. So easy to invite right now. It's so easy to bring people to the table. It is just so easy to do that. And people, friends, people are the harvest that's so big. But the workers are so few. And I just wonder if all of us watching, listening, would just go, you know what, okay, okay, I'm just going to share this. I'm going to tell people, hey, next Sunday, join me online, listen to this. Hey, I'm going through a series. Anything, friends, anything to invite someone to this conversation, to bring someone to the table. Are we living our lives as TV dinner just for us, or are we creating Shakuri Boards for the nations, for people in our lives to come to God's table. And your faith is connected to that. You will live this kind of faith or this kind of faith. And Jesus is looking at the people and going, I just wish there were more people like this. So what is our challenge? And if you feel like, I don't know what to do, good, good news, you will receive power to be witnesses. That's the promise. That's the promise. And if you've seen God appear to you, he's appeared to you to appoint you. He can do it. He can do it. Let me pray for us. Let's do it. Father, we thank you so much. So much for this conversation. So much for the truth of your word. God, I, I thank you that we are challenged by this reality that, that sometimes the faith that we do live and we do practice is, is really so personal to us and so private sometimes that it doesn't bleed out to the world around us. And yet you walk around looking at crowds and thinking, oh my goodness, there's so many people who need hope. There's so many people who are trying to figure this out. There's so many people who need an invitation. There's so many people because there's so much room so much room and father i know i know what you're sharing with us i know what you're calling us your 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 goal is to fill the room your, your goal is to fill the space in our lives and our souls to fill it and you want to use us and i don't know why i don't know why honestly i'm not quite sure why you use a guy like me and people like us god But yet you said, I'm gonna appear to you to appoint you. I am going to pour out my supernatural Holy Spirit so you can be my witness. So, God, I pray that this week, if there's nothing else we do, if we have ever wondered, are we being used by God? Is my faith moving forward? Am I doing anything for for God? God, today would be the day that we would say, you know what? I'm not gonna allow fear, I'm not gonna allow apathy. I'm gonna be driven by compassion. I'm gonna be driven by the fact that you appeared to me because you appointed me. I'm gonna be driven, I'm gonna be the answer to your prayer, Jesus, and your prayer is this, I wish there were more workers, because the harvest is so big. I pray that we would have just supernatural, creative ideas to how to invite, how to bring people, how to maybe uh, meet them, at a certain place or a certain time just walk them to even this room or join them online God would you use us to lead people to conversations that allow them to see the God that loves them that loves them and for some of us this morning maybe this is the first time you as an adult have come to the table and you've seen like God's goodness and tasted God's goodness. Maybe today you want to cross the line of of faith going, all right. today, Jesus, I give you my life. I want to, I want you to forgive me and now I want you to fill me. I, I give you everything. God, I pray that for some of us who are watching, listening, would make, would pray that prayer. Jesus, I give you my life it's the it's the first prayer it's not the only one but it's the beginning of a relationship it's a beginning of you sitting at the table tasting the goodness of who you are god i thank you for that in jesus name amen thanks for listening to this message from mosaic church in charlotte north carolina For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.